Welcome back to The Leadership Project. This is your host, Charles Smith. And on today's episode, I sit down with Dr. Ronnie Floyd, president and CEO of the Executive Committee of the Southern Baptist Convention, as he walks through five principles for leading through crisis. Man, I think you're going to find these principles are not only wise, but they're applicable to a wide range of leaders, anyone from individuals to organizational leaders to pastors, and frankly, even parents, as we all consider what it looks like to lead through crisis. I pray you're encouraged by the conversation and more. I hope these principles help you lead in even more effective ways in the days ahead. This is Charles Smith. Welcome to The Leadership Project. Dr. Floyd, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Charles. It's always good to be with you, and it's always good to invest in leaders. Man, I tell you, this has been uh, this has been a strange week. You know, it was just a few weeks ago that you and I were in Nashville together, and uh, you were sharing a, a five-year vision for the Southern Baptist Convention that included, uh, you know, goals for missions and giving and church planning and a host of other mm-hmm. things. But today we we really find ourselves in a very different context. Uh, what has it felt to lead through this over the past couple of weeks? Challenging uh, every day, hour by hour, uh, drama constantly, um, oh. hope uh, expressed to people and people expressing hope by faith and uh, upon the word of God. At the same time, you know, Charles, there's a lot of fear, a lot of unknown. Uh, people imagine the worst when they do not, uh, you know, when they don't have leadership. And right now, it's real hard to be a leader because even the leaders don't know where it's going. Sure. And so it's a, it's an enormous uh, challenge for any leader anywhere. And uh, obviously, in Southern Baptist life, it's 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 huge and. You know, it's totally changed everything. Um, you mentioned uh, Vision 2025, a five-year vision. We were basically asking the SBC this summer to vote a bond. Uh, so right now, that's going to have to be on hold. But that's hmm. that's fine. The Lord, the Lord is in control. Um, there are things that we can do. A part of that vision that we can we can wait and pick it up in 2021. Uh, but we need to find our reality. There's going to be a new sure. reality past this, and we can talk about that in a minute, hmm. a little more with a little more depth. But that will be the thing that everyone will navigate through is how to find my new reality, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, you know, in these these past couple of weeks, one of the things that's come to mind is Donald Rumsfeld's uh, quote that that one of the most challenging aspects of leadership is the unknown unknowns. You know, you just simply yes. don't know what you don't know. You don't know what tomorrow holds, and I think that's that's always true in leadership. That's the nature of leadership. But but during what is an unprecedented, at least in our generation, global pandemic, I mean, it's just by the hour the game is changing. And it's still unclear to what extent this will affect the United States, but it's but it's very clear that difficult days are ahead, and they're going to require strong leadership from elected officials and business owners, ministry leaders, nonprofit executives, and I, I think even families. I mean, every family is having to figure out, mm-hmm. man, what does this look like for us? How do, how do we how do we parent our kids in a new reality? How do we teach them? I mean, so many so many moms and dads are having to come home and be teachers 
So this is just, Absolutely. it's a game changer throughout, uh, throughout the country and throughout the world. And it seems to be that there's so much confusion and uncertainty. And I'd love to hear just from your perspective. I know I'd, I'd, our listeners would love to hear, where do you feel like we find ourselves as a country and as a denomination? I mean, what, as much as you can tell, what moment are we in? Well, I believe that right now we're seeing um, America's idols being taken down one by one. Hmm. Um, we all love some of those idols more than we should at times. But right now, think about the idols of career, business, job, ministry, sports, money, uh, future, options. I could go on and on. All those things we, we enjoy because of the blessings of the Lord upon the United States and uh, upon those of us who follow Christ. And in, in the United States, which is, you know, a smaller portion, but at the same time, we have the blessings of the Lord. Sure. And, you know, we're, we're in that place of seeing many of those idols literally fall. And God is showing once again that he is ultimately in charge. Hmm. And so I think to America, he's calling America to a stillness, to a sobriety to a brokenness, to a fear that they're in a healthy way and in a negative way. Hmm. But, uh, but the healthy way is they know something's up. Sure. And the, and the church, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention of churches of, you know, 47,500 churches with large just missionary force around the world. I mean, we have, enormous challenges that are happening even as you and I speak today all across the world hmm. because of an unknown virus that shows up and is becoming more known. Sure. You just think you just think about all the all that's gone on the last ten to fourteen days in this and you think about what it must have been like years ago when there was no knowledge of any of those kind of matters. That's right. Uh, the communication mechanism here from real time has made it even more difficult to deal with hmm. uh, because literally, and this is good and this is a challenge hour by hour, by hour, by hour, you know, I mean, when I've been on some conference calls this week, I, I, I did it yesterday. I said, well, as of this date, um, X time and date, I call the time. I can say this. Mm. And I don't know what will happen tonight or tomorrow, but I know at this time I can say this. That's so right. we're in, we are in unprecedented, uncertain times. But the wonderful news is we have a God who is on the throne. That's right. We have a God who is with us. We have a God said, do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. And that's, that's right. what I'm trusting in. That's right. Yeah. I, I take comfort in the fact that the Lord loves his bride. He loves his church more than we do. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that in some ways that's all the comfort we need. And in some ways, 
that seems far off uh, mm-hmm. for pastors and ministry leaders that are trying to make the next faithful step. Uh, yeah, this is, and you know, in one sense, it it is unprecedented. And of course it is. And in another sense, as we mentioned earlier, leadership is is always a step into the unknown. I mean, we, we Absolutely. you know, leaders are those that have vision and they have this picture of the future, a preferred future, but they're really jumping off a cliff and inviting other people to do it with them. And, you know, I have to think with somebody with your, your leadership chops and reps, you've kind of walked through similar things, maybe not to the scale, but I'm thinking the 2008 financial crisis or, you know, other things like that as you've led the Cross Church or the Southern Baptist Convention and now the Executive Committee. But what are some things for people that are listening uh, whether they're parents, they're business leaders, they're ministry leaders, pastors. I mean, what are some things we ought to be thinking about? What are some principles we can follow as you lead through a crisis of any kind, especially a global pandemic? Well, uh, thank you for that question. And I am so grateful that you're dealing with this subject because this is appropriate really for anybody who does anything in America mm. um, in relationship to parenting in the family all the way to, to leading uh, a class at, at their school or whatever they're doing. Hmm. And so as I've thought through this, I, I, I think this is a, uh, my last two weeks, I, I can affirm these principles. Hmm. And the, the, the first would be what I would call the communication principle. Hmm. Communication is imperative in the midst of a crisis. Hmm. Clear communication Communication that is initiated and communication that is responded. The power of talking, but much more powerful than talking, is listening. Hmm. And for the Christian, it's not just listening. It's also praying and encouraging our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I have literally talked to hundreds and hundreds of leaders over the last two weeks Hmm. from all walks of Baptist life. And I've initiated call after call after call with groups of people. Yesterday, I had 146 young leaders on the call with me. Hmm. Uh, uh, Yesterday, I did six different conference calls, Charles. Hmm. And so the point is, is that I've done conference calls all week and all last week. And the reason I'm doing that is that I need to hear what's happening at the ground. Uh, I'm looking at it like, there's been a there's been a hurricane in a certain location and and I want to minister life to them and I want to help them then I got to talk to the people on the ground not the people that are in my building people in my building can only help me with reality here they can't help me with reality there so I've had my team literally um, do conference calls all week with their respective groups that they lead or they simply influence over in this Southern Baptist life hmm. and so. So they've been on the phone themselves and learning and learning and learning. And, of course, we're telling that story because we're trying to communicate this to Baptist. Mm. Uh, and so the communication principle is king. I'll give you an illustration. You talked about families a while ago. Yeah. Last night, last night I uh, told both of my sons I want to FaceTime the grandchildren tonight, <laughs> and I want to talk to all the family. And so I did. So Nick has four grandchildren in, in Arkansas and Josh has three or Nick has four children and 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 then Josh has three children in um, Alabama so Gina and I FaceTime 
the families, the two families together last night. Mm. And I said, I know the reason I wanted to do, I wanted to talk to the grandchildren. Mm. Now, I don't know what happened. Don't know why that. I guess because of where I'm at listening to all this, I felt like I needed to just let their poppy bring some encouragement to the grandchildren. They've been home from school over a week now Mm. when they're not supposed to be. Trips have been canceled. Sure. They're not they're not playing ball. They're not doing anything. They're staying in the house. Mm. My oldest grandson told me last night, I haven't left the house in a week. Mm. So the, the point is is that is that I wanted to just simply talk to them for about three or four minutes and tell them we're gonna get through this. Yeah. I know you don't understand, but God is working. We're gonna come out better than this. And so the communication principle. That is absolutely important. Yeah, it seems like one of the most important things leaders can do, regardless of whether you're in a, a, a exceptionally uh, hairy situation like we're in now, or just any time you're leading, part part of the job is just awareness and communicating absolutely. the simple reality of where are we. Well, and, I'll tell you what, Charles, so many leaders are not that self-aware. Hmm. I mean, they're just not aware of their own limitations, but they're not even aware of who they're there to serve. Hmm. You can't help somebody you don't know, and you don't know where they are. Hmm. Wow. So clear communication. What else would Absolutely. you encourage uh, leaders with in this moment? I think the second principle uh, following the communication principle would be the reality principle. I call it the reality principle because you are now in a new reality, and yet you don't even know what that reality is. Hmm. We don't know what this is going to look like on the other side of the crisis. Hmm. But I can assure you it will look different than it does today. Hmm. America will never be the same. Yeah. I'm not saying America is not going to be better. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it's not going to be stronger. I'm just going to tell you it's not going to be the same, and some new realities are going to happen. And and that's true about the Southern Baptist Convention. That's true about every church out here. That those churches are going to have to define what the new reality is. A while ago, we mentioned a vision that I've given my life to the last nine months, almost mm-hmm. ten months now, mm-hmm. and and you know trying to work and to and to listen and to grow and to get it all ready. But you know what? We're going to have to pull back on that a little bit because, and and maybe wait to 2021 to release all of that and really go forward because you can't, you can't shape your future if you don't know where your reality is. That's right. You have a new reality because a church has a, a budget goal, for example, of $5,000 every week. Well, that budget goal may have to be minimized some, or who knows? The hand of God may step in and revive his people, and they may be giving more than they've ever given before. So, you know, I don't think it all is on the downside, because I think we will be better on the other side, Hmm. because we're called to reform, reaffirm, we're called to... We're, we're called to renew ourselves in all this. So I think it's really important and to reform what we believe about all these things yes. because things have changed in all this. And so I think the reality principle is imperative. So clear communication, 
uh, the reality principle where we're, 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 we're helping manage expectations, communicate the significance yeah. of where we are. What's the third thing you'd recommend? I, I call it the reset principle. You know, once I've, once I've learned what's on the ground, once I've learned the reality, uh, once I've been communicating and listening, and I'm now, now I know where the bottom is. Hmm. Okay. Now I know where it is. I mean, if, if you take a pastor going into a church and he's a brand new pastor, what does he have to do? He's got to find reality. And if he doesn't do that, he's going to make, he's going to set his vision based off of falsehood. Sure. You can't, you can't determine your vision based off of simply what other people think is existent. You've got to get into the nuts and the bolts of all of it. You got to, you got to, you got to get into the numbers. You got to get into the realities of the people's lives. You got to listen to them. You got to talk to them. You got to know how strong your leadership base is. You got to do all that. You, if you don't know reality, then you're going to have expectations that are completely unrealistic. And so, therefore, once we come and understand what the reality is, which we won't know for a while, we're going to have to reset our mindset. And when you're in the middle of a crisis, it's important that you reset what you're doing constantly. I promise you, if you have not been operating as a leader hour by hour over the last two weeks, you've been missing opportunities. Hmm. You've got to reset, not simply in a crisis. You don't reset on the basis of, well, you know, we'll, we'll reset it for the next six months. No, you won't. No, because you don't. You have to reset it hour by hour. You got to reset it uh, day by day. Hmm. And, and you really can't reset it beyond week by week until you know that the crisis, you're through the crisis. And once you're through the crisis, then you're ready to go forward. And how do you um, think about it during this? Because one of the jobs of a leader is to, as much as you can, uh, share what the reality is. I mean, your point to manage expectations, help people understand where they are. Uh, and again, to the extent you can communicate confidence, certainty, mm-hmm. clarity, all, all those right. things. But we're in a moment, certainly one that I've never felt uh, that's changing this quick, where you're literally issuing six hour plans. Hey, for for this six hour break, this is what we're doing, but we're probably going to huddle back up between now and then. That's That's what it's been like for us in this team. So how do you manage shepherding your people well through that, giving as much confidence as you can, and also just living in the reality of this is unfolding and I I really don't have any answers yet. I mean, how how do you, how do you think through that? I think, first of all, you're honest with them and you communicate with them about where things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you keep communicating that I don't know this or I don't know that. Uh, I, I've said I don't know a lot over mm-hmm. the last uh, two weeks. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, to act like you know everything is ludicrous. Sure. Um, and so I would really uh, not advise that at all. But I think I think this whole principle of resetting um, and this whole element of, 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 of reshaping whatever you want to happen doesn't always have to be seen as something bad. It can be seen as something good. Think about it this way, Charles. We have thousands of churches over the, over the next, over these last few uh, days have learned how to stream a worship service online. 
And they have also learned how to have their church give online. And they are set up for that now, that they were not even set up for that a week or two ago. Mm. And they may only have 40 or 50 on a Sunday morning. Sure. But the point is, is that now their their reach is going to become so much greater, mm. greater than what they've ever felt. Most every person I've talked to that's, that does online matters relating to to streaming live and they're already in it. I mean, they've had the outstanding people, numbers of people join them. That is far above what they normally have online and also what they normally ever have in a room to listen to them preach. And so Mm -hmm. there are some good things happening and we're going to see some good things come out of this that will make us all better long-term and God will use it. That's right. That's right. So clear communication, the reality principle, the reset principle, where we, we kind of figure out where the bottom is, the new normal is, uh, yeah. and then set a new plan, re- reestablish yeah. clarity. Yeah. And then, and where would yeah. you, where would you take us from that? Well, I would say that the fourth principle would be the realignment principle, because once you've reset your vision and you feel like things are somewhat stable, even though you may be in the middle of the crisis or towards the end of the crisis, you've got to realign your organization constantly. We, 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 if you take, for example, in the last two weeks, we, we totally realigned our schedule and what we're doing. Hmm. We, we totally have realigned everything we've done and we're doing things we didn't do before. You know what? That's good. That's good. That's going to make us better. And we may continue to practice some things that we, that we normally didn't practice. You know, when nine, one, when nine, one, one happened, yeah. Uh, I, I read Rudy Giuliani's book on that of leading the city of New York. And that mm-hmm. one of the things, one of the things that was a great book. And uh, one of the things that, that they did every day when he was mayor of New York is that, is that they, they, they huddled together and they met every morning. That's right. The fire I chief mean, and, and they, the police yeah, chief. That's right. and, Everybody, you know. you know, their whole team. And we're doing that every week, right? Or every day right now mm. uh, via, via Zoom. Uh, and so, you know, because we're not able at times to be, have everybody together. In fact, next week, we're not putting anybody in the building, you know, because we're, we're going to operate completely, uh, offline in, in those matters. But, but we realigned, I, I'll give you an example of that committee on nominations of the Southern Baptist convention yesterday made history. Hmm. How'd they make history? They normally come to Nashville for two days of meetings. All right. Normally takes them a an afternoon, an evening, and a morning to do their work. Mm. Okay, that's the typical thing. We had a reality. The reality is they can't come in. They can't leave. We can't fly them here. We already had all the tickets ready. We were ready to host them here. Sure. What happened? Here's what happened. We said, let's do it at Zoom. We went to a Zoom call, had every member of the nominating committee on a Zoom call yesterday, all throughout the 50 states. And the entire work was done in over two hours at a time, just over two hours, what normally takes all the other time. And we saved thousands of dollars for bringing them in. For sure. And the reality is, is that we realigned to the, we realigned what we chose to do by, by understanding what reality was. And that's what you've got to do. Mm. And so this is just one thing that's happened. There can be many other things. There are other things I can talk about. But I'm telling you, that's going to happen all over the Southern Baptist Convention. It's going to happen. It's going to happen all over uh, all of our 47,500 churches. It's going to happen. It's going to happen on the mission field of every one of our missionaries. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you and Dr. Allen are such strong and, and strategic thinkers. And so much of what you're saying is are, are some of the things he's communicating to us right now, which is, man, this is a mixed blessing. There are challenges. Uh, there's a sweetness of fellowship that we're not getting to experience in full. But there's also an exhilaration, and I use that word carefully because I know there's a lot of fear and anxiety, but there's also exhilaration to the fact of what is the Lord doing and what, what is this going to expose yeah, us absolutely. to and what absolutely. might come of this and what does this mean for staff members that maybe we, we uh, you know, reevaluate some things and repurpose some things and maybe, you know, just technology forces you to do things differently. And for us, yeah. even over the past couple of weeks. I was on the phone with Dr. Allen yesterday and, and, and just mentioning that man, some of our, our most exhilarating ideas I've had in the past couple of years have come over the past couple of weeks because oh, yeah. uh, urgency forces creativity. Now, you don't have Absolutely. an option. You have to be creative. You have to do that meeting over Zoom or not have it. And so mm-hmm. the world marches on. And, um, man, I just so appreciate how, how you and Dr. Allen and so many others uh, are leading in this moment. So, hey, mention maybe, is, it, is there anything else that you would mention to us? We've been walking through principles to follow yeah. as we're leading through major crisis. Yeah. And you've talked about communication and reestablishing a reality and the reset principle and, and just now the realignment principles. Is there anything yeah. else? Uh, the last one I would say would be the renew principle. Mm. Um, you know, once, once you have uh, been through the process of communicating in the midst of the crisis. Once you have have established your new reality, and you've reset your vision along the way as you're trying to navigate to whatever that reality is. And you realign every day according to that. And then finally, when you're through all that, and you know that, okay, we we understand where we are. We know what reality is. Uh, now we're ready. Mm. And we're going to reset the entire organization. We're going to realign the entire organization so we can renew our commitment to a fresh new vision that Mm. is probably more refined, uh, more powerful, and greater than the vision we ever thought before. Mm. And uh, sometimes when we go through crisis, we think think it's always going to mean you know, well, I'm no longer going to be able to do this or that. Well, that may be true, hmm. but but that that's the downside. That's that's the, you know, that's when you're believing what you're hearing on the news or looking at on Twitter. You need to get off of some of that stuff, and you need to look Amen. at the Word of God and what God says, hmm. and go with what God says. He says, "I am with you. I am with you to the ends of the earth. Hmm. I am with you." If God be for you, who can be against you? I would say to every pastor, That's right. don't don't look at it from 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 what your eyes see. We are men and women, uh, people of faith. We we operate by faith, not by sight. We are mm. people that God says that we do not grieve only. We grieve as though we have hope. Mm. Things have changed, and so we have to remember. Also, I mean, again, you talk about a big discussion. What does this mean? I mean, look at it. What about, what does all this mean prophetically? Hmm. I mean, what does it mean? The, what, what is God saying to us? Hmm. I mean, here we have seen happen literally. Think about this. The whole economic system of the United States is almost still. Hmm. Yeah. And the world is stilled to some degree. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Charles, we're in this enormous fight against a virus. Hmm. Well, 
the bottom line is, is that God can use anything he wants to use to get our attention yeah. and to still our hearts and to remind us that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the hope for the world. The hope for the world is not the Southern Baptist Convention. That's the right. hope for the world is not any one of our seminaries or any one of our mission boards. The hope of the world is Jesus Christ in Christ alone. And God is going to see it through. And one day, one day, when this great commission is nearing completion and being completed, the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise. And guess what? The Lord's coming back. That's right. And so for that, we need to keep our eyes there and understand that man, God has got this. When that pastor gets up on Sunday morning, when that leader of one of our institutions gets up, I'm telling you, we need to be forward thinking. We need to be confident that God has got this. You don't have to know the answers. I don't know all the answers. Hmm. I don't want to know all the answers. And quite honestly, Charles, I've never had all the answers. That's right. And neither has anybody else. Sure. We just don't like things that we can't control. Hmm. Well, right now we're being reminded all over the world there's one controller and it is not us. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's one of the things I've I've thought about through this entire deal, and I'm so glad you brought that up. But to our Western sensibilities that are so driven, so ambitious, uh, so committed to plans and goals, this is really, you use the word stilled. This is really stilled the, the economy, but also just the human heart. Uh, I oh, mean, it's kind of forced us to go, you know what? Actually, there's not a lot I have control over after all. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless right. the Lord builds the house, uh, we build a main. Absolutely. Right? Well, here's what's going to here's what's going to happen, Charles. We're going to have we're going to have a renewed vision, whatever that is that God wants. We're going to have a renewed. We can have a renewed family. We can have a renewed organization. We can have a renewed church. We can have a renewed Southern Baptist Convention because of what we've been through in this crisis. Hmm. And I'm convinced we will be better. We may be leaner. We may be less mm. in number at times, but that's not the issue. The issue is we are going to be more effective for the great condition of Jesus Christ than we ever have been before. We're not going back. We're going forward. Dr. Floyd, these have uh, been some of the most helpful and wise uh, comments I've heard in recent days, and I know they're going to bless countless people that are listening in. And I want to thank you for being part of the Leadership Project podcast and pray that the Lord blesses you in the days ahead. Thank you for being with me. Thank you. So great to be with you, Charles. Let me know how I can ever help you. God bless. 